Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yes, it is time to talk movies. And Niall O'Brien is on the line. How are you doing, Niall? I'm doing very well. You're doing exceptionally well today because today is... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Nyla Bryan. Happy birthday to you. Are you having a oh, good day I hope so you far? I don't have to do that again for another year. No. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so far, yes. Thank you very much. And thank you to everybody who has wished me well so far and all those who will continue to wish me well for the rest of the day. <laughs> it's all about you today. It really is all it about is. you. Uh, now, before we, we uh, get into it here, we have a very, it's a monumental. It's a monumental day, not just because it's your birthday. We have a prize. We have a prize for yes. the Mystery Voice competition. Okay, so before we get into Mystery Voice, I'm just going to tell you what the prize is first of all. So it is uh, celebrating the release of In the Heights which is a film directed by John M. Chu. He did The Crazy Rich Asians and uh, it's basically a musical uh, set over the course of three days involving characters from a Hispanic and Latino neighbourhood of Washington Heights in Upper Manhattan in New York City and it is out on DVD uh, from today and on digital download as well. So we have a copy of that up for grabs and you've seen this movie yeah this was one of the kind of first big movies that when cinemas reopened that i went along to see and i really enjoyed it It, it's a real summer movie that doesn't mean that you can't watch it in september it's exuberant it's a celebration of this small community in new york and it's it's a real uh, modern musical you know what i mean Mm. it's it's from lin-manuel miranda who wrote hamilton it's that kind of thing i really enjoyed it it's it's full of exuberant joyous and and songs that you want to remember and sing along. So maybe if you have the DVD, you'll be singing them around the house. Ah, nice one. So if you think, uh, if you'd like a copy of In the Heights, you have to guess our mystery voice competition in Who's That Talking Now? And I think, I think it's very obvious today, isn't it? It's quite easy. And yeah. it's always some uh, filmmaker or actor who we'll be speaking about in the body of the of the segment. So, yes. yeah, that's clue enough, I think. That is clue enough. So if you think you know who this is talking now, send us in your answers, followed by your details to 86 658 Here it is. I think I want, I don't know what I wanted to do, really. Played a lot of football and things like that. Went to college to study politics. There you go. I'll give you a tea again. Hang on. I think I want, I don't know what I wanted to do, really. Played a lot of football and things like that. Went to college to study politics. Oh, it's very easy. It is very, very easy this week. Yes, 086-1800-658 if you think you know who the mystery voice is. So, getting down to our cinema review this week, uh, The Many Saints of Newark. Am I pronouncing that right? 
Uh, Newark or Newark. yeah, Newark could be fine, but Newark, I think, if you want to sound like you're from there. Um, <laughs> and the title was a bit of a puzzler. So this, yeah. for people who don't know, this is the prequel to the Sopranos TV series. <gasps> of course, co- yes, yeah, okay. It, everybody was really kind of interested in this when it was announced and what it was going to be like and and all that. And um, because of COVID, obviously, it was delayed. Uh, but here it is now. Um, I'm going to read out the kind of synopsis, the back of the video box yes if you like (laughs) so this follows uh young anthony soprano who's growing up in one of the most tumultuous eras in eras in in newark new jersey history he's becoming a man just as rival gangsters start to rise up and challenge the all-powerful demio crime family and caught up in the changing times is his uncle who he idolizes dickie moltisanti whose influence over his nephew will help shape the impressionable teenager into the all-powerful mob boss, Tony Soprano. So we have a clip here, yeah. but it's from the trailer as opposed oh, to... Oh, yeah, the trailer was excellent. I remember when this dropped, actually, and we did play a little snippet of this on the yeah. show. So here it is. Hang on now. Antonio Soprano. I wonder if I can talk to you alone for a moment, Mrs. Soprano. On the basis of the Sanford Binet, he's high IQ. You can't prove it by me. He's got a D plus average. Well, he doesn't apply himself, but he is smart. The results tell us he's a leader. Ankle dick. Growing up with the family. Takes a toll. Maybe an ambassador of England or France. You're my nephew. My life I want to do whatever I can to help you. My gift to you. I want to go to college. Oh, this is going to be great now. I, I love the mother as well. I love like, you know, the, the, the gangster broads, you know, they're so tough yeah, yeah. and rough and around the edges, aren't they? There's a couple of them in this. I mean, this is a prequel. Well, you were a big fan of The Sopranos then, were you? Like, I think most people were. Yeah, I did. I got into it. I did get into it. And uh, I do like, I mean, I love James Gandolfini, obviously, in anything. And um, yeah. this is his son, isn't that right? In the starring role. It is. Yeah. My, Michael's son, uh, who plays the young Tony. Um, I want to preface what I'm going to say about this film by saying I enjoyed watching it okay Okay. I did enjoy it all right but here's the compliment sandwich (gasps) (laughs) there's a lot to enjoy in this film Uh, but I think chiefly among it is the performance from Alessandro Nivola who's an actor that people might remember from Face Off as Nicolas Cage's brother Pollux Troy not Pastor Troy Pollux Troy and he plays uh, Dickie Moltisanti who is the uncle that in he was referred to in The Sopranos a lot as the mentor uh, to Tony Soprano, uh, he kind of was a father figure. His father, uh, Johnny Soprano, was not kind of um, a big influence on his life, but Dickie Moltisanti was. And that's why Christopher Moltisanti, who was a big part of that TV show, he kind of became a mentor figure to him. Um, and Alessandro Nivolo is, is great in this film, really good. Uh, also really good in this film is Vera Farmiga, who plays Tony's mother, Livia. Um, and she does really well in the shadow of Nancy, Nancy Marchand, who played the part in the TV show. Mm. Um, and uh, as you say, Michael Gandolfini, who plays uh, young Tony, does a really good job um, in this uh, in this as well. Now, despite the way it's being marketed, it's being marketed as the origin story of Tony Soprano. It's not. Oh, okay. It really is about... Dickie Moltisanti and 
um, and kind of the lifestyle, if you like. And that's where this film, I think, would be would have been better as and I find myself saying this a lot would have been better as a six part TV miniseries because yeah. I came away going I really liked uh, Michael Gandolfini as young Tony but he didn't get enough time in this mm. I really liked uh, Alessandro Nivola but he didn't get enough time in this I really liked as you say all the tough broads they didn't get enough time in this um, it's uh, funny the way if you you David Chase who created The Sopranos has come away saying this is not the Tony Soprano origin story. All the marketing says, find out how Tony Soprano became Tony <laughs> Soprano. And you won't. You will come away from this going, no, I just, I didn't. I liked everything that was presented to me, but I don't feel like it was satisfying. Okay. It's, it's a choppy film. And it, like I say, it's it's almost as if um, David Chase wanted to go, I want to make this story about a gangster. And they went, well, it's got to be Soprano's story. And he went, OK, I'll make it about Dickie Montesanti. OK, well, you have to have Tony Soprano in there. And it's like it, it, nothing gets the time it needs to breathe in it. Having said that, like I said at the start, I really enjoyed it. There's some great performances in there. Um, uh, but maybe Rayleigh fans of Sopranos in there as are well. going to be, maybe fans of the Sopranos oh, no, are going to no, be a bit disappointed I, then, I, no? Um, I mean, there are bits, fans of Sopranos would go, oh, look, it's that character as a young person. Um, I just feel it would have been, I would have enjoyed it so much more if it had time to breathe and all of those interesting relationships and plot lines. You really get nothing between young Tony and his dad, played by John Barenthal, who's a great actor. Um, and I I have a funny feeling that there was stuff cut. Because okay. if you look at some of the promotional stills, there are scenes that you kind of go, I didn't see that. Oh, where where no. was that scene? Where there was wait, wait for the director's cut. Something tells me that there was yeah. money money talks, you see, in this industry and, you it know, movies be, get made by, by, by a lot of money and, fi- and finance uh, thrown yeah. at it. So, you know, and it is, it's, it's, it's being marketed now as The Many Saints of Newark, a soprano story, mm. which makes me wonder, will they be making more soprano okay. story movies? Maybe. Maybe direct to streaming rather than for cinemas. But it's still really worth going to see. And I enjoyed it. It's a, a high three, I think. <laughs> <laughs> a high three okay uh, by the way the only answer that I've gotten for the mystery voice which is uh, just bizarre is it James Bond I mean seriously people <laughs> what is going on here they're, they're all asleep you see look we have to be kind to them they're all gone back into the office they're right. all all over the place this week they're not drinking coffee now <laughs> have they had their coffee yet <laughs> they haven't had their coffee so look at, we're just going to give you a little clue maybe are we are we going to give them a little maybe uh, I'm just going to yeah, say I'm going to say I'm going to just say bridesmaids do you know what I mean Bridesmaids. Okay, there you go. There you go. Massive one. 086 800 658. Um, so getting into our Netflix pick, we have The Starling. Tell us about this. Yes. So this follow, follows uh, Lily, played by Melissa McCarthy from Bridesmaids, and Jack, played by Chris O'Dowd from Bridesmaids. <laughs> um, and they are coping with the, the, the death of their infant daughter from sudden infant death syndrome. Um, in in very different ways. Jack is now in a program in the New Horizons psychiatric facility. Um, he uh, he is having a tough time. Obviously, his more resilient wife uh, seems to be. She's just getting on with things. She's uh, back at work. She's decide, She she takes steps like she's cleared out their their uh, daughter's room and giving up giving up all of their clothes. But it has been a year since their daughter passed, and it kind of it's it, people are telling her kind of it's it's time to make these steps. 
Um, so while Jack, played by Chris O'Dowd, is in this institution and doesn't seem to be getting any better, Lily is making the best of, of life outside. She's going to her job at the convenience store. Um, she decides she's going to replant the garden. But nobody seems to have kind of said to her, maybe you need to find help, maybe mm. therapy on, on a level. But what happens in this film is... Uh, it's not really an issue because therapy comes into her life in the form of uh, a CGI bird who oh. flies into her garden okay. and spends a lot of the first half of this film and uh, uh, dive bombing her and <laughs> hitting her, knocking her unconscious on the head. Um, so this is a kind of a metaphor, if you like, for the grieving process. Um, and on the way to expe- to get the starling out of her garden so she can plant it, she if you like, and this again is right from the back of the video box, rediscovers her will to live and her capacity for love. We have a clip here. It's from (laughs) midway through the movie uh, where she's talking to Jack, her husband, and it's basically about their their feelings, how they're dealing with the the loss of, of their daughter, Katie. Okay, here it is. I thought maybe we could go up to the lake again when you get home, you know, for the fourth. Sure. That's fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, it'll be just like it was, like nothing ever happened. I didn't say that. No, I know. I, no, but that is why I'm here, isn't it? I'm, I'm supposed to just go back to being my good old self and we can all get on with our lives. It's just going to take time, that's all. No, don't, don't. Please. Man, you really think that time is going to make all of this okay? It's going to make us okay? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we can't stay here like this. This is not good. I know. But I don't know how I fit anymore. I don't know how we fit, how any of it works. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just not like you, Lily. You're not yeah. like me? I carried her inside me for nine months. So why are you here? Oh, so both uh, Melissa McCarthy and, and Chris O'Dowd kind of not doing the funny thing in this. Uh, well, this is the problem I have with this film is that tonally it's goes from scenes like that which are I mean you've got two I think uh, both Melissa McCarthy and Chris O'Dowd are very talented actors and they have great chemistry together Uh, but you go from scenes like that which are really strong and and then you swing to scenes that are slapstick comedy and it really doesn't work so that's one of the many problems that this film has I think Um, another problem it has in the first 40 minutes and all the way through it there's these long montage scenes with indie moany songs and oh yeah just it seemed like it was every two minutes there was something like that and it's like oh it doesn't trust your actors to act don't put a song underneath it that that tells the audience how to feel because after the fourth one the audience are going to go oh god I'm, I'm switching off <laughs> i really wanted to enjoy this film or really wanted to like it because like i say really like melissa mccarthy really like chris o'dowd uh the other actor in this is kevin klein who um, is probably coming out the best, I think, of this film. He plays a vet who also happens to have been an eminent psychiatrist. And he has just, I think, the right amount of ironic detachment uh, in his scenes that make them work. Apparently, this script was was on the infamous, I don't know if you know the, the term, the blacklist, which oh. is... Uh, yeah, this is um, basically, it's not as you would expect from the name, the blacklist. It doesn't mean they're bad. It means they are the best unfilmed scripts so there's a pile of scripts that uh, going around Hollywood obviously and it's like people are going well this is really good somebody should make this but they don't get made Um, and you can see with this film on paper 
it looks like it should work and it doesn't and it probably all goes down to the director mm. um because of the tone i think um it's it's two and I, it's a generous two from me. It's a generous two, just really for the cast. Can I can I say what they're they're finally got the coffee? The caffeine has kicked in. The cortisol levels are <laughs> rising. We are getting messages in. I kid you not. John McLean has messaged in the right. <laughs> Okay. I don't know if he's in a burning building. Do you know what I mean? Uh, about to jump now into he, a helicopter. He, I don't know. Yeah, he could be in a in an airport at Christmas. <laughs> he could be in an airport at Christmas. Uh, okay, so you got some TV movies for the weekend here for us. Some great ones. Yeah, we got two kind of obscure and one really well known tonight at twenty five past eleven on BBC One. A monster calls from twenty sixteen, which I really liked. It's about a young boy, a twelve year old boy, Connor, who's struggling to deal with uh, his mother's terminal illness, and um, basically he's woken every night from a recurring nightmare by this giant tree monster, voiced by Liam Neeson, who comes to his bedroom window and starts telling him stories. And through those stories, he learns to cope with his mother's illness a uh, really good movie and a lot of people i wouldn't say have seen it so that's good then tomorrow on rt2 classic 9 45 yeah. pub fiction don't really need to talk about that 1994 quentin tarantino uh hit men talking about burgers foot massages <laughs> boxers with and a briefcase that, that we never know what's inside a briefcase it. we don't know well no. that's better isn't it yeah because i don't know. imagine I, yeah I, imagine. I don't like imagination i want to know what's in there oh, really? what is you so golden you know i really do yeah okay well, uh, wait for the prequel movie <laughs> <laughs> coming coming soon coming explain. soon yeah and uh and then saturday uh, night uh, also tonight as well at 9.40 on BBC Two is a movie from 2012, Byzantium. So if you have seen Pulp Fiction and you kind of don't want to watch it again, this is from director Neil Jordan. Really interesting movie. It's a little bit hit and miss. It stars Gemma Atherton and Saoirse Ronan as a pair of vampires who are on the run and they take refuge in a British seaside town. I it's it's I think it's really well shot like all of Neil Jordan's movies. Mm. Um, uh and the acting is great, but uh, I'm not sure if it works, but it's definitely worth looking at if you've not seen it. Perfect. Uh, we're going to give them another little bit of time on the mystery voice. We'll get, reveal the winner at the end of the show. But Niall, thank you so much for jam-packed well, reviews. If, if nobody gets it, you yeah. could always give it to me for a birthday present. I could, I could, I could. I'm not that nice though, sorry. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> have a great birthday though. And thank you so much thank for you. joining us. Thanks a million. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.